This is Joe's Corner 76. I will be discussing the human condition. In order to change it, we have to be involved. Oh, why, Canada, have you changed so much? I weep for you. I don't recognize the country I knew. I know the change is inevitable and we have to adapt in order to survive. But not all change is good and sometimes it destroys the good things. Let's look at politics and the Canadian public. At one time, we trusted the political system. There were differences in the parties. The Liberals might have one approach, the Conservatives another, and the left always fought for the interests of the working man. But we knew that fundamentally all of the parties were working for the good of Canada in general. We felt they were representing us, not just their own interest. They tried to explain their policies and accepted blame and took responsibility for their failures. Public servants worked for the people regardless of the party in power. Let's look at what we have now. Public servants who overtly support a particular party, dropping their political neutrality and definitely project that they are here to serve them, not us. Where are the politicians who should correct this? Parties who only interest, whose only interest is to stay in power and will use anything to keep that power. Invoking the Emergency Measures Act, claiming the peace, police forces requested it. They didn't. Not telling the real truth about COVID. And I believe that they handle part of the crisis for political reasons, not scientific ones. They go from scandal to scandal, supported by the NDP. They lie about issues, backdate documents to support their positions. They label those who disagree with them as racist, misogynist, or fascist because they have no real answers. I can't see how every Canadian hasn't had enough. Growing up, I was told that this was a free country where you could express your opinions without fear, practice your faith, vote, and live in harmony with your fellow Canadians. Most people were fair-minded and did not condemn extremist positions, but the majority did not always label and ostracize them. Freedom, do we have it now? We live in a woke world where if you are not in agreement with the opinion of these narrow-minded elitists, you are considered as not good citizens. The liberal media, media and the CBC have jumped on the pressure group wagon where they support groups who tell us what we have to call them, groups who tell us what we must believe, climate change, sexuality, and morality. These groups who don't accept that it's all right to have a different opinion and belief system as long as we don't hurt them. Groups who have the idea that they know what's best for us. The government is passing bills that will regulate what we can say on social media or what we can't. They want to give public servants the right to decide what is appropriate content or not. Is this not formalizing government control over the media? And as such, it gives the way to tell only what they want us to know. We used to celebrate our diversity and heritage, just many people brought with them, but they all became part of the Canadian cultural mosaic and they identified as Canadians first. They appreciated the freedom they had and they felt that they were part of a Canadian identity and viewed Canada as their country. This has now changed. Politicians are looking for votes from various ethnic groups to ensure a chance at forming the government. They are not trying to win on broad policies for all of us, but on specific ones for certain benefits. Are they trying to turn us into a nation of tribes? There has been a growth in elitist circles who believe they know what is best, not what we think is best for us. The liberals and leftist media push their agenda. They concentrate on certain areas of the country 
and they have managed to form either minority or majority governments. How do they do this? Have we let it happen to us? In the federal election, only about 66% of eligible voters cast ballots. Even if the opposition wins the popular vote, they don't win a majority. Why? Because the winning party gets their vote out and concentrates on certain writings for a win. They have done this quite often. People who vote, who don't vote, they say their vote doesn't count. Do you realize how many writings are won or lost by less than 100 votes? You get what you deserve based on this. Participation in provincial and municipal elections is even worse. Don't bitch if you're not involved. There used to be a time when governments cared about deficits. They knew that deficits could only be covered by borrowing money to cover them. This resulted in interest charges, and depending on the rates, they could be high. This money paid in interest was not available for other government programs. In the past, politicians cut spending, curtailed unnecessary spending, and balanced the budget even though it might cause hardship. This government doesn't seem to get this. They just keep borrowing and spending, assuming that interest rates would remain low. What happened? The great infusion of money into the economy caused inflation. Since there were only so many goods, and people had too much to pay more to get them. We are now suffering with all the prices of our goods and services increasing, but not our incomes. This government has not proposed a serious plan to tackle this. The Bank of Canada is responsible for our fiscal well-being and the money supply. The leaders of the bank were asleep at the wheel. They insisted that interest rates would remain low, and people counted on this and bought houses based on this. Now that interest rates are rising, to cover the bankers' fallacy, many are in trouble. The Bank of Canada just kept buying up government bonds up to $400 billion, which caused inflation. They never should have done this. They are supposed to act independently from the government. This government is not really interested in the economic health of Canadians. They refuse to recognize that fossil fuels are here for many years to come. The world needs and wants them, but our government won't build the infrastructure to transport the energy. Canada produces some of the cleanest energy in the world, and yet we still import dirty oil. Natural gas could be used to replace the coal burned in India and China, and emissions could be cut 50%. We lose $25 billion on the energy. We're forced to sell it to the U.S. at a discount. In Europe, they now see wind and solar can't meet their energy needs, and they are restructuring their shutdown nuclear plants. They're restarting them. They need our energy to get off a dependence on Russia. A majority of Canadians, including our indigenous population, support pipelines. We need the income to fund our government programs and pay for our deficits. The government can't just keep harping on green energy to solve our climate crisis by keeping to their narrow agenda. We need fossil fuels to produce food for transportation and to heat our homes now. Green energy can't do this now. We need a national energy security plan to protect us. There needs to be a national conversation between the public, scientists, economists, and industry to develop a sustainable long-term green energy plan. The climate warriors have to realize nuclear power is a reliable, emission-free producer of clean energy, and we need it. If climate change is causing the natural disasters, the government has to be proactive and look for solutions, not just react when they occur. This is not a plan. Let's look at how we grow our food and develop drought-resistant crops. Stop building on floodplains and learn how 
control rising sea levels. Regionalism, there has to be a stop to the practice to catering of some portions of the country and ignoring others. Federal transfers from these provinces to other provinces are fine when the federal government with, with the federal government, but ignores the fact that these regions are not getting a fair shake. We can't have provinces balancing their, balancing their budgets because of federal transfers. They have to start putting their economic houses in order so that transfers are only for what for when it is absolutely necessary. The federal government has to work to abolish interprovincial trade barriers. They are causing a loss billions of dollars of economic activity. Canadian identity. Trudeau has said there is no distinctive Canadian identity. He seems to want us to be part of a world government. We have a definite Canadian energy that was formed through wars, depression, and a national consensus of what we felt the Canadian character was. That of freedom, respect for the rights of others, allowing religions to be practiced free freely, and a welcoming attitude to people who wanted to come here legally and who accepted Canada as their country. In this turbulent world, we need a nation-state to protect us, not a worldwide rule. Canadians want a dialogue on immigration as to how many people come to Canada and when. No one wants to halt immigration, just slow it down so that all of our current immigrants can be settled into Canada. This would allow us to be better prepared to welcome new immigrants. The government needs to hear Canadians. Canada needs to restore it's crumbling military. Our armed services need to be prepared to defend our borders, particularly in the Arctic. We need to be able to meet our commitment to NATO and NORAD. This can only happen if we provide the funds to do this. Canada is not considered worthy ally to be kept in the security system of our allies. We need to change this since we need these allies to defend our freedom. Canada was well respected on the international scene for its contribution to peacekeeping, as well as having a reputation of being able to negotiate agreements around the world. It seems that we are now looked at as a laughing stock. Perhaps we need a PM, not a poor drama teacher who lectures the world, but has no substance to change it. I am left with the hope that Canadians will say, we want to restore our country, our economy, our security, our place in the world, and most important of all, our freedom. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Joe'sConnor76. You can hear me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Spotify, Radio Public, Stitcher, and YouTube at Joe's Corner 76. 